Hey everybody, and welcome to the first episode of the Meaning in Code podcast. I'm Bennett. Uh, I write about software development. I work as a software developer, um, and I'm here joined with, joined by Lily. Uh, Hello. Lily's a good friend of mine. Uh, I've known her for a while now. Uh, she's also a software developer, but comes from a slightly different background and has some different experiences. So. Lily, you want to introduce yourself? Absolutely. Uh, hi, I'm Lily. As Bennett said, we work together. I was a back-end software engineer. I also have a background in teaching computer science um, and am, am exploring other, other ways of coding as we speak. Yeah. Very excited to be here. In this episode, we're going to dive into finding meaning and purpose in your software development career. Um, but first, before we get into that, I want to check in with Lily and I will share something interesting. What's something interesting, Lily, that you've been working on or pursuing outside of software development? What's something outside of coding that you're enjoying recently? Yeah, so um, th great, great question. Um, I actually just... Uh, I'm taking some time off from my my direct software engineer, engineering career um, and have been really excited to kind of dive more uh, tangibly into my community and my neighborhood. Um, that has been something that has kind of like been on my mind for a while. I volunteer with a community fridge nearby. I've met some really amazing people through that um, and wanted to just kind of keep that energy going for for this moment in my in my life. Um, I'm still still coding. I have code coding projects that I am also doing in my free time that are super fun. Uh, but the biggest the biggest thing for me that has been a, a, an exciting change recently is I just started a new job uh, at a cafe in my neighborhood where I am baristaing and and busting tables. Um, and it's been really great. My friends keep asking me like, how how was your shift? Is it like, are you bored yet? And I was like, it was really fun. <laughs> it's a good time. And I met a lot of people. It was great. Um, so that's been very exciting. It's kind of like a swap of of like per, like reasons and purpose to bring me to a cafe in my neighborhood versus a, a desk where I'm coding. Although usually that's the same place. Yeah. <laughs> How about you, Bennett? That's great. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm thinking about the things that I've been doing recently. Um, I recently have been traveling a little bit and taking a trip, um, but. I think the thing that I'll share here is that uh, I'm getting back into exercise. Obviously, exercise is something you should be doing as as much as possible. Sure. But, um, but I've got a physical therapist now who's helping me with some issues with my ankle. Mm. And uh, I've found it really fun to get up in the mornings now and like go out and have some something specific that I'm working on and working toward uh, with my exercise routine. So that's been fun for me to, instead of like going out and being like, oh, I guess I'll go for a run or I guess I'll whatever, try to lift some weights. <laughs> uh, now I've got some very, very specific exercises that I'm working on, very specific movements that I can't do right now that I would like to be uh, able to do uh, soon. So nice. Would you, would you be comfortable sh like sharing one of the specific goals you are aiming towards there? Like, oh, like a movement I can't do right now? Sure, yes. <laughs> yeah, well, um, so one thing that I've never been particularly good at is balance. 
Mm. Um, and in physical therapy, we've got quite a few things that we do that work on balance. One of them is uh, doing like a, a lunge, but you do a lunge onto a, a, a soft, squishy surface. Mm. So like it's like a kind of like a little ball balloon thing that you put your front foot on when you're trying to do a lunge. So you, you try to lower into a lunge, but with your front foot entirely unstable. Um, and that's really hard right now. Yeah. And so how, how fitting, speaking of balance, <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about meaning and purpose in our uh, software development balance careers. in your career. Wow, Would you look at that? Even, uh, we didn't plan it. <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think this episode, we really want to focus on how do you find meaning and purpose in your career? And it's a big challenge that I think a lot of people face in their career, and there is no one answer to it. Definitely. Yeah. It's, yeah. I think it's, it's multifaceted and, and like not always, like there's not always going to be an answer, but also there's going to be a million answers. Like it's a tricky, it's a tricky and really large engrossing question. Yeah, and it's going to change too. It's going to keep mm. changing uh, in with in your current job. It'll change over the course of the job as you change jobs and move to different companies. Your your feeling of meaning, and purpose will change throughout your life. Your ideas of oh, meaning yeah. and purpose might change as well. So um, this is something that is not like we're going to be able to tell you the solution to it in a <laughs> podcast episode, but it's more so like a conversation that I constantly am having with myself. I think you and I have talked about it quite a lot too. Certainly. Early, and it seems really fitting. It's the first topic that we'll talk about uh, yeah, together. Absolutely. Um, so one of the first things that I think about with meaning and purpose is the company that you're working for and mm. what it is that you are building. Um, it can be really hard to feel like you're, you've got a meaningful career if you don't necessarily agree with or find particularly meaningful the product that you're building. Yeah, definitely. And, and I even, I think that actually brings something up that even taking a step back from that of like, it would, I feel like it'd be really interesting in this first episode of, to kind of define like what, what does a meaningful career even really mean to, to, to each of us. And cause I think that like people listening are not necessarily going to have the same answer to that. And so I feel like it's a good, potentially a good opportunity to kind of, um, oh, what is that word? It's not like setting the terms, but it's like define defining the, defining the terms, I guess. Yeah. Um, of like what, like what I, I guess, yeah, because it's, 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 again, it goes back into being so complicated and grossing of like, what does a meaningful career mean to you? And it's like, well, that's what we're building a podcast to try and find out. Right, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, okay, now let me, let me put the question to you then. Hmm. What, you don't have to fully define meaning and purpose in your entire <laughs> life, but what types of things feel meaningful and purposeful in, in your career so far? Yeah, I mean, oh man. What types of things feel meaningful? Well, yeah, it's so it's so interesting, and and also focusing in on the section of it that that we you, we started on, which is like, well, your company is going to have a big thing to do with it, one hundred percent. And it's funny when I was looking for my first software engineering career, uh, engineering job, <laughs> um, I 
I, I am a millennial and I was really into the, the, the quote unquote millennial idea that uh, I really wanted my career to be meaningful. And, and I don't, I don't disagree with that in any way at all a few years in, uh, but there, it felt like, you know, you spend so many hours of your life at your job doing this work towards the goal of your company. Um, I, <laughs> sorry, maybe it's too early to be like, you know, the world is burning around us. I want, <laughs> I want what I'm doing with all of those hours of my life. I want that goal to matter. Um, and so I really wanted, I already kind of had the, my initial career was in education, computer science education. And I thought, you know, like ed tech engineering, that could be really interesting, uh, different things like that. But I really wanted to care about the end goal of what my first job was going to be and didn't quite work out that way. Uh, but a few months into it, not quite working out that way. Uh, it actually, I actually realized that it was like really, really good that it hadn't worked out that way. Um, because I, there would have been so much internal pressure to, you know, work beyond my hours, work beyond my capacity of like the kids need this or like the teachers are relying on me had I had I been working on an ed tech product um, that I feel like like it was almost it, thinking about that as the my first meaningful like what do I want my career to be what does meaningful mean to me was almost backwards of what was gonna actually allow me to do that in any real capacity like I needed to first think about like what will enable me to have balance. Uh, Got to do those lunges. Uh, and what will what will enable me to feel good about what I am accomplishing and what I'm contributing um, without without overextending myself. Um, and, and that's almost a weird limiter to finding meaning of like or, or I don't know, maybe maybe that's a false limitation. And maybe the limitation was like I could have gone into something I cared about and just been more vigilant about working less hard, but that seems a lot harder to do. <laughs> yeah, I think you're hitting on an interesting point here. And I think what you're saying is um, if you find a company or a product that you really care about um, very, very deeply, like passionately, that doesn't necessarily solve the problem of mm. having meaning and purpose and balance in your life. Mm. Um, and I've heard this from people that not even software developers too, who say they've gone to some uh, company or nonprofit or something like that, that they thought was going to be really meaningful and impactful and purposeful for them. And what it ended up being was just a job, but a job that they felt like they couldn't mm. uh, say no to. Um, and that, yeah, I think that's what you're saying here. Yes. Right? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, and yet it still doesn't mean that we shouldn't be trying to find jobs that align with what we care about. It's always a trade-off. There is yeah. always a tightrope that you have to walk a balance beam uh, type of thing. Because even my current job right now, um, I set out with for this last job search thinking that I wanted to make an impact on a problem that was really important to me, which is climate change. Um, and so I knew I wanted to work for a company that was doing something in the climate change space. And luckily I did find a company that, uh, that I could work for, um, that was 
doing things in sustainable farming, agriculture, making a difference in, in the carbon footprint of our agriculture system. Um, but now that I'm in that job and have been doing it for several months, it doesn't feel like uh, life-changing that I work mm. in, in sustainable farming. Um, it does feel good that uh, the product that we're building is not just some other food delivery app or like something like that, that we're actually building something that's good for the world. But just by picking a good company and a good product, that doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to automatically find meaning and purpose. Yeah. It can yeah. be helpful though. Yeah. There's, yeah. Like there are, it's all, it's all, all the, all the little pieces, right? Like. For sure. Yeah. For sure. And then th that kind of brings me to thinking about like the other pieces of your job that might make you feel meaningful, connected, purposeful, even like a sense of community as well uh, mm -hmm. with your with your team. I know that's something uh, important to me is feeling like my team has my back, feeling like I am supported from my manager and, and other people in the company, like I, that I like the company mm -hmm. culture. Um, and that definitely plays into my idea of, of meaningful work as well. I don't know if that factors in for you. Oh, 100%. Um, 100%. And to the extent that, like, I've, I've definitely, and I have friends who have definitely, there's always, there's, there's, there's always the trade-offs. Like, I have, I have friends who have, feel like they definitely stayed in a job longer than they should have because you care, you like, you want to care about the people that you're spending your days with. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, that's how we became friends. Like, that's how we know each other is we were on the same team. Um, and having that community and knowing that you had my back at work was made it in, like really an immeasurable difference, I think, between like, I, I like this job. I like going to work in the morning, in the morning. <laughs> I had a little trouble waking up at 7am sometimes for time change, but um, I, I did it. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, I mean, having, having people that, you know, you're going to like, not just enjoy your time with, but that are engaged with the same problems and are happy to like work on things with you and make sure that we're all kind of going in the same direction for that goal, whatever that goal may be. Um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's huge. That will really make or break. I think there's a, there's a statistic somewhere, right. That, um, I don't know, right. You know, uh, there's a statistic somewhere. I think that I can find after this, uh, that one of the largest factors in people quitting is just whether or not they like their manager. Is mm -hmm. it's the biggest it's one of one of, I think, the biggest factors in whether or not someone's going to quit or like job satisfaction in general is yeah. do you like your manager or not? Yeah, um, that quote, um, people don't quit jobs, they quit bosses. Right? Yes. Yeah, that's it. Yes. Yes. One hundred percent. Yeah. And I mean, like the the people around you, whether they're your coworkers, or your bosses or what have you, like it's we're like humans are such relational creatures um, that that the people around you are going to have such an impact 90% of the time on mm. your day, on how you feel about what you're doing with your life, all mm. of all of the yeah. things. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's huge. Yeah, they care about important. you as a person, right? Yeah. Because yeah. we're 
you I, I, there's, I know there's, there's like a lot of debate. I don't really, I don't have a formed opinion of how I feel about like, bring your whole self to work. Like mm, mm-hmm. I, 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 I would definitely have to investigate that more before I was like, yeah, bring your whole self to work. Um, I feel like there's drawbacks to that, um, like for the individual, but, um, but definitely like you don't go to work and stop being a human. Like mm-hmm. you are a human no matter what you're doing. And so having that, um, yeah, that those relational interactions are huge. Yeah. I think, well, that starts to get into like another thought I have about meaning and purpose and finding fulfillment at work, which is the idea that you are a, a whole human and you want to grow, right? Mm. And, and you want to grow in multiple different ways, not necessarily mm-hmm. just the way that's on the career ladder, you know, whatever the engineering matrix is that tells you what the next step of the of, of your career should be. Mm-hmm. Um, but you want to have people that support you, right? And and that can help you see like where are the ways that you could grow, uh, yeah. And and what could you be doing next? Um, yeah, I think it goes into something that I've seen on your on your newsletter before, like the the known unknowns versus the unknown unknowns. Mm-hmm. Of like, I think if if a if a like manager employee relationship is working as it I think is meant to, uh, like as, as an employee, as someone in the like beginnings or middle or wherever you are in your Mm -hmm. career, um, there's going to be unknown unknowns of like, I don't, you know, one of the, one of the the classics that I'm thinking of is like, do you want to become a manager? Do you want to become an independent contributor? Um, like is a big, uh, common fork in the road for a lot of developers. Um, And if you have not done either of those things, then there's a lot of unknown unknowns about that and and some known unknowns, but also of like how that operates at your, your current job, et cetera, et cetera. And having your manager or other, you know, people who are already uh, individual contributors, whatever, whatever, what have you people to talk to and, and kind of help you navigate those unknown unknowns Like, well, here's what I know about that. You know, how do you feel about that? Or like, I've seen you operate like this. Would you like to grow in this direction? Are these things that you would like to learn? Um, or not? Cause it's totally okay to not be interested in, yeah. in one yeah. of them. Or, or how can we set up an experiment so that you can do a mm. trial run and you can figure out if you like this or not. Like it, it, it doesn't necessarily have to be like, one day you decide that you are willing to take a certain path and it's mm-hmm. irrevocable. You could never go back or you could never switch paths later on in your career. Um, I feel like we get talked into that a lot of the time. Like we, we hear that idea a lot of like, yeah. this is your ladder that you're on and you better keep going up because if you don't go up, you're just going to fall off the ladder. Mm. Right. Um, but I think that's a total falsehood. Yeah. Um, and there's all sorts of different ways that you can build your career uh, and having somebody, having an organization, like an entire engineering organization, but mm. specifically somebody to advocate for you, like your manager or somebody in the organization who cares about you and wants to see you grow um, is another big, big piece, I think, of this yeah. meaning and purpose. 100%. Thing in the career. Yeah. Hmm. Well, anything else? Any other... Uh, 
ideas. I don't want to keep like beating a dead horse. <laughs> but it's like it, it's obviously huge and expansive, and like something you just keep continuing to think about throughout your entire career. Yeah, one hundred percent. I mean, yeah. I think one more thing that kind of aligns with a couple of things that we've been saying is, is like because there's a difference between liking the goal and liking the work. Mm. Um, and like, if, if you're working on something that you, that is ethical, that you believe in, that you're excited about, but you're so bored by your day to day, right, right. <laughs> then that's, it's, it's not necessarily bad. It's just not necessarily sustainable. Um, like that's why learning is part of, of, of what a lot of people find in a meaningful career is that it's, you want to continue to be interested in what mm. you're doing. Um, and if you're bored or if you're not, if you don't feel like you're using your brain, I mean, it's different for a lot of people and, and what you're looking for in a meaningful career. Exactly. Like, yeah. I think for a lot of people, um, you know, it's, it doesn't, if, if, if you're good at what you do, you're like, I don't need to learn more. It like, it doesn't, it, there's, there's a, kind of as like coming off a ladder, there's a negative connotation for that. There's like a negative connotation with coasting. It's mm, like, mm -hmm. But like, do you need to get that promotion to be satisfied? Like, right, and maybe, right. maybe you do like, it's, it's, it's one of those things that's completely person to person. Like yeah. we can't answer that. Yet again, there's no <laughs> one answer, right? It's not, and, and it's not like when you get that promotion, then you will be fulfilled and have meaning and purpose. Like exactly. the promotion doesn't give you meaning and purpose. It maybe gives you a little bit more recognition and being recognized for your work is part of meaning and purpose, but doesn't necessarily have, they don't necessarily correlate. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Mm, yeah. That's an excellent point. Yeah. Cool. Um, Okay, so story time. <laughs> Lily, can you think of a story at all uh, from your career in this regard mm. of like meaning and purpose or um, yeah, even, even a time where you thought that you would find purpose and then it didn't work <laughs> out or anything like that? Um, hmm, yes, certainly. Um, uh, the, the one that's kind of coming to mind most for me about like what I care about versus what was sustainable for me, I mm. guess, um, is I, I, so I, it's in, it was, uh, in a teaching, a teaching job that I did. So it's, but I, so I taught a, uh, taught a couple actually, uh, web development boot camps. Mm -hmm. Um, and in the most recent one that I taught, it's a wonderful program. Is it okay if I just say what it is? Is that, do we care? I mean, that's entirely up to you. Okay. You don't I'm have an, to. I'm not. Okay. But <laughs> it's a wonderful program. Um, and uh, it, it the idea is to attempt to reduce uh, recidivism by teaching computer science and software engineering skills to individuals who have previously been incarcerated. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's a really, really wonderful idea. I care deeply about these, like the issues that are being uh, uh, like addressed at, or attempted to be addressed in this program. Yep. Um, and then uh, one of the things that just was not sustainable for me, because uh, like I cared what I was doing. I really am proud of the curriculum that I built. Like all, a lot of the elements were working. Um, and then for me personally, it, it was part of, to, part of the way that we made it accessible was that um, it was taught after 
workday hours. So mm -hmm. class mm -hmm. was six to eight. And then sometimes we would do office hours from eight to 10. Um, and I would be starting my day with meetings at 10 a.m. and then have to figure out how to like, you know, enforce with my colleagues who were also trying to do their jobs before 5 p.m. would reach out to me from like from the start of the day to 5 p.m. And I'd have to like carve out like I'm not working these hours because I'm not working a 12 hour day right. from 10 a.m. Right. to 10 p.m. And it just uh, was not sustainable for me to have that that consistent three times a week uh, working in into the night. Um, it like with 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 still being required, you know, during during the daytime hours, it uh, was not sustainable for me. I like needed that time. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that's a great example of like mm -hmm. it's an issue that you care about a lot, mm -hmm. uh, you know, uh, providing skills training basically for people who are formerly incarcerated. But in some ways the job itself the actual day-to-day -day work of it was not necessarily a good fit for you yeah it was not compatible um and there's a lot of reasons i left i would have i feel like that one i would have been able to keep going through but <laughs> but it's a good example of where that balance needs to come in yeah and uh, i mean i'll share a story that's on the flip side which is the the job where you and i met was working in financial planning uh, for, for companies. And so on the surface, it does not seem like the greatest, uh, mission and purpose, right? Um, but you, you're telling me you don't love spreadsheets? <laughs> yes, I, not, not deep down. It's not Fair. a deep down purpose of my heart. Um, but, uh, but I did feel like we had a great team, uh, that had great camaraderie and support, uh, oh, yeah. amongst us. I felt like um, it was a, it was a small team, and we had an impact. Like whatever we did could have a serious impact on on the course of the company, which is not always the case. If mm. you work for a, a large company or on a you know an obscure team at some company, it's just like you can't have that big of an impact. Mm. Um, and so in that way, like you know, eventually I did leave that company. I made a choice to to, to change to do something else, but it wasn't like black or white that like, Oh, I just hate financial planning. And so like, I, <laughs> I have to leave. Like I had people that I cared about at work and I had, uh, I had a decent amount of autonomy and impact and, and probably a, a clear path forward that I could see of like mm -hmm. ways that I could continue to grow there. Um, which isn't always the case at other companies. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. And I also think like, it, to, to that end, um, I don't know, I'm trying to remember the context in which I saw um, like an end user use our product, hmm. um, but like the, the people using our product were really excited about it. Like it, it, we, we were, you know, like making there, there's, I feel like there's no matter what you're doing, there is a way to find or maybe not necessarily in the like obscure team situation, but like what you're, if your company's building a product or a service that people are using, mm. like there is, there, it, you can find some, or there is some enjoyment to be found, not necessarily for everyone in, and satisfaction, I guess, in knowing that like, 
we were improving the day-to-day -day work of other people. Like, yeah, that's nice. <laughs> yeah, we were saving people a lot of time. A lot of time, yeah. And I feel like even the, the like, quintessential joke of, like, oh, another food delivery service. Like, 100%, we do not need more. But I'm so grateful for the ones that exist. That, like, I, I feel like, I don't know, I, like... Maybe if I worked at DoorDash or something, yeah, I could be of, like a lot of DoorDash coming to your house. I, you know, you know, no comment. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, there's like, I'm I'm glad it exists. There's a lot of there's a lot of questionable elements of it, of course, of all of of, of all software. Maybe I don't know. Yeah. Um, but, but like, I could envision working somewhere like that and being like, you know, what am I doing with my life? And then turning and being like, no, 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 I'm, I'm feeding people. Yeah, of. you're delivering food. Yeah, yeah. I'm you're helping people eat. Yeah. <laughs> well, cool. I want to shift gears a little bit. Yes. We'll go into a segment with our recommendations. Mm. Um, and... You don't necessarily have to recommend something around meaning and purpose. It could be anything mm. that you've been enjoying, Ooh. a book, an article, a video, a song, anything that you think people should check out. Interesting. Um, yeah, I saw this. I saw, I saw that we were going to do this, and I was like, mm, that might be the hardest, hardest <laughs> part for me. I feel like I – like I. Uh, I, this is also kind of fun. I think this is actually going to be the part that consistently is the most different from us. Yeah. Um, as long as it's not like, I'm reading that book you recommended, <laughs> which will very much happen. Um, but I feel like I, so, uh, yeah, I think that um, I have, I have an answer because I am consuming media. Um, I, but I don't think that I actually recommend this specific show. I really okay. like going back and rewatching television shows it brings a lot of calm for me i enjoy it it's fun um and the the show that i am currently rewatching is called eureka okay um which was a sci-fi show um that was on like before they spelled it the way they spell it it was on like like 2012 is either when it started or ended i think it's when it, i think it was like 2006 2012 um and it's like very much of its time, which is why I do not recommend it. I love it. I have so much love for it, but I am fully viewing it in the in the lens of nostalgia. Um, it has it's it has some wonderful elements. It has some real 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 bad elements. Um, some, some real bad. But um, what I do recommend from this, there's a point, um, is that uh, I I recommend uh, like thinking back to something that that brought you a lot of joy, a book that you used to read mm. or um, a show you used to watch or like an album that you listened to at a, at a very critical moment in your life. Um, and I, I do this a lot as Bennett knows. I was, I just reread Aragon, which I also do not recommend. But um, I, I find a lot of value in this practice kind of, of like returning to a moment, particularly like an, an album in, in particular. Um, it, it can really help me like think back to who I was in a particular moment, where I was in a particular moment. And, and if I, and like kind of pause and think about how I have grown, how I have found meeting, how I have, 
have kind of reached towards the goals that I've had for a long time, not necessarily in like, you know, I got that job or I hit this savings amount, but like, like comfort with myself almost of like the visceral, you know, listening to an album that you listened to when you were 16 with so much angst yeah. and listening to it at 30 and being like, wow, like good on you, kid. Like we, we made, made it. it. We got here. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so funny and deep wow you went deep with your with your recommendation you watch eureka TV show, you know <laughs> but then you brought it back and you told us to really investigate our past mm, sorry i didn't mean to <laughs> you also you don't have to if that sounds deeply unpleasant um okay i'll give you my recommendation yes. and mine will be fairly quick i've been uh recently listening to rick rubin's new podcast so rick rubin Ooh. is a record producer he's been doing it for years he worked with the beastie boys and, and nine inch nails and i mean you name it johnny cash like all sorts of people he's worked with uh, to help make mu music but he now has a podcast um, and he interviews musicians on his podcast. And recently he had John Mayer on the podcast. Mm -hmm. And it's so interesting to hear the questions he asks of musical artists, you know, guitarists mm -hmm. and, and singer songwriters and stuff like that. And the thing I loved about this episode with John Mayer is that um, they get into the process of writing a song a little bit in the, in the episode. And John Mayer basically starts writing a song live on the podcast. He picks oh, up a guitar, starts playing something. He's like, oh, yeah. And then I would say something and then dude, and, and start singing and everything. It was it was amazing. You could just see the process that goes and, and they would go back and forth. And Rick Rubin, as a producer, would help John develop an idea. And it was just it was just cool. So oh, I damn. highly recommend that podcast episode. Hell yeah. I just wrote it down. Um, that's, yeah. that's very exciting to me. And we'll put together some show notes or something as well for this episode so that, uh, that anybody else who's listening along can check it out. Absolutely. Cool. Yeah, well, should we wrap it up? I think yeah. the things we talked about today are generally the idea of meaning and purpose, but we've hit on a couple different categories, right? Mm -hmm. Like the, the company you work for matters and what you're building matters. But uh, also, like, the team you're working with and being able to see yourself as a part of that team really mm -hmm. matters as well. And learning can matter. Seeing a forward momentum direction can matter. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Having the idea of, like, growth and, and all of that. And I think one other point that we didn't really touch upon, but that we probably should here at mm -hmm. the end, is that, like, all of your meaning and purpose doesn't have to come from your work, right? Like oh, yes. Outside We're of big work, on that. Yes. <laughs> you have a fun life that you enjoy that work is not your entire life. Yes, 100%. We talk about that a lot. And that does remind me of one other thing that we haven't touched on that we probably should also touch on is that I, I feel like it is important for us to note that software engineering and a lot of tech jobs and tech fields are very lucrative and that is a valid way to find meaning. If you are, you know, sustaining your family, if you're building towards goals, like uh, that, I, I don't want us to, to like, I don't, I don't want it to come across as us minimizing that. It's, right. it's deeply important to survive capitalism. Yeah. Yeah. If your purpose <laughs> for working as a software developer is to get paid, I am not here to tell you that that is in any way wrong. 
Absolutely not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, great. Um, well, thanks so much for joining me today, Lily. And I think oh. we're going to make this a regular thing, right? I think so. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for suggesting it. Excited yeah. to be here. <laughs> and thanks to thanks to everybody who listens. Um, we invite you to tune in next time. Uh, hopefully, we'll have another one out pretty soon for you. Yeah. Thanks, everybody.